Welcome to 2022 at Life Church. And everybody, we're so glad to see you here tomorrow. It is so good to gather in the presence of God. And church, we are so excited to kick off this new year with a brand new sermon series today, you guys. It's going to be amazing. Um, I don't know about you, but uh, there's kind of like a bittersweet element to this time of the year. Do you, does anybody else find that? Like for us, kind of the, 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 the symbol that things are transitioning is we actually take down our decorations. Yeah, it's true. And so the other day, we actually came and we, we actually took down all of our decorations. Uh, we disposed of our tree because uh, it's biodegradable, right? So we disposed of the tree, and uh, normally that's throwing it in the forest somewhere. Just not going to lie. It's true. True confessions here online. And, uh, and we, we take down our Christmas lights, and we, we put everything away. And, you know, honestly, every time this year, there's kind of this little sense of like, oh, man, this little bit of twinge of sadness like, oh man, we're saying goodbye to a season that we love so much. I mean, now, how, how many people here are, we leave our decorations up people? We have some show of hands, a couple of you guys out here. How many people here are, I get them down right after Christmas? We got one over here. Yeah, you're with us. You're with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we've got no Christmas paraphernalia around our home anymore. It is gone. It is time to move on to the new year. And what that does for us is it reminds us that there's a new season. So Tanya was saying, you know, like, she'll, she'll be around, she'll be kind of just feeling like a little bit down about this, and oh man, you're not sure about the new season, and the minute we put them away, it's kind of like, okay, now we shift into a new mindset, because there's something new that's about to happen. And church, we believe that for Life Church. We believe that it's a new season, and that God has a specific plan for us at Life Church. And as we've been praying into that, and we've been asking God, you know, what is it that you want to have for us? Um, there's this theme that just keeps coming back to us that won't let us go. And the theme started about uh, two months ago when Tanya and I, you know, obviously we're, we're pretty new here as lead pastors. It's kind of a new thing. As we think about our church, we think about all the things that we would love to see for the church, all these different systems that we want to see in place, and, and all these different um, programs that we're dreaming up and, and believing for, and all these different ways that we can reach out into our community. To be quite honest with you, sometimes it can get a little bit overwhelming. Man, there's so much that we want to do. I don't know if you feel that going into the new year. There's so many things that are surrounding us, and it's swirling around us that sometimes it can feel a little bit overwhelming. But this is what we felt, and this is what I felt that the Lord was saying to us, is that God said to me, uh, he kind of quieted my soul one day. I was in prayer, and I was like, God, what do we do next? What's the next step? What do you want us to do? What do you, where do you want us to go? And I felt like the Lord quieted my soul and said, Matt, before you can go wide, I want you to go deep. I want you to go deep. And the scripture, and I've shared this with the elders, I've shared this with the staff. I don't know if I've shared this with all of you. And so the scripture that God gave me is out of Luke chapter 6, verse 47 and 48. And it says, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teachings, and then follows it. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. And when the floodwaters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because it is well built. And so church, we're going to kick off this series, and then we're going to kick off 2022 with a sermon series entitled, Abide. Everybody say, Abide. Abide. Because we believe that God is calling us to go deep into his presence so that we can have an impact that goes wide. And so uh, here's my big idea today. 
We want to encourage you to some practical responses to the call of God today. The title of the message today is actually Abide. It's more of like, like a family meeting. It's us, you know, here just kind of encouraging you and, and giving you some vision. That's why Tanya's up here with me. She's going to be speaking for part of the message. And it's less of a, a straightforward sermon and more of just our hearts for this year. Okay, is that cool? So this is, this is our hearts for this year. And here's the big idea today. The success of your faith in the year 2022 will be in direct connection to the health of your relationship with Jesus. That's the big idea here, you guys. The success of your faith. How are we going to be successful this year? How are we going to grow in faith? How are we going to see God move in our lives? How are we going to see Him move in our families? How are we going to see Him move in our church? How are we going to see Him move in the people that God brings us this year? And the truth is, and the reality is, and, and, and the big idea is that it will be in direct connection to the health of your relationship with Jesus. And so this morning what we're going to do is we're going to present to you four points for 2022. And, and then we're going to pray. We're going to have a time of response at the end. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but we are looking forward to this so much. Tana, is there anything else that you wanted to add? We're doing good. Okay, good. See, she's also here to pat me on the back. Doing good? Okay, thank you. Thank you, honey. That's great. Okay, here we go. Number one, we need a faith in 2022 that overwhelms the overwhelming. In 2022, Life Church, we need a faith that overwhelms the overwhelming. Now, where are we going to find this, and how are we going to get this? And where do we find this idea in the Scriptures? And I felt like God gave me an example of this in uh, the book of Numbers, in the book of Exodus, and it's in a story, and so we're not going to read all of it, but if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Numbers chapter 14, verses 8 through 9. And the context of this passage is that Moses has sent out the spies into the promised land. You remember this story? God tells Moses to send the spies into the promised land. He sends them out into the promised land, and, and they go out. And, and this is his charge to the, to, the, to the spies. He says, listen, I want you to go check out the land. I want you to see what the fruit of the land is like and bring me back some, some, some portions of that, some examples of that so that we can see it. And then I also want you to go in. I want you to spy out and see what their fortifications are like. And I want you to tell me what the people are like. And, so they, and I want you to bring me back a good report. And so the, 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 the spies, the 12 spies, go out into the land of Canaan, and the, the promised land, and they go into the land, and they see the fruit. And it says that there's clusters of grapes that are so large that two people have to carry it back on a pole. And it says that the people were strong, and there were giants in the land. And it says that the cities were fortified. And when the, the, the spies came back to give the report back to Moses, they brought a negative report. And this is what the 10 of them said. Two of them did not. Ten of them said, oh, man, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. They said, in fact, the people there are so big, they're giants in the lands. The sons of Anak are in that place, and they are giants, uh, well-known giants in that land. And not only that, they have fortifications around their city like you have never seen. These are amazing fortifications. We are hooped. But there was two men who stood apart. And they were Caleb and Joshua. And this is what they said. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Come on, that's a good word. Uh, Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. This is Joshua and this is Caleb. Now, why was it? that they were unique. 
in this group? Why was it that they were able to stand in this way? I'd like to propose to you this morning that the answer to that is actually found back in the book of Exodus. Exodus 33, verses 9. And there's a story here about Joshua. Now, I don't know about the other ten. I don't know what their devotional life was like. I don't know about Caleb even. I don't know what his devotional was like. But, but we do know about Joshua. And this is what we know about him. It says, And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose and worshipped, each man in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. You see, when everybody else was leaving, when everybody else was standing in their doorway, Joshua went right in to the heart of the presence of God. And when the leader would walk away, there was still a young man there that lingered in the presence of God. Church, could it be that the reason that Joshua was able to speak so emphatically about the greatness of God is because he had encountered his presence? Could it be that he had lingered and waited in the presence of God so that when the circumstances around him were really and clearly and truly overwhelming, he could not be overwhelmed because he was overwhelmed by the greatness of his God? And I want to tell you something, church. This year in 2022, there will be giants in your life that you will face. There will be fortified cities and there will be uh, uh, strategies that will come against you that will overwhelm you and make you feel like you're not going to get through it. Make you feel like it's coming to an end, that things are are bad and things are going down and, and things are around you. But if you can keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, if you can continue to pursue Him and encounter Him, and if you can go deep into the presence of God, then when you face those things, they will not overwhelm you. Because you will remember the greatness of your God. Because you've spent time in His presence and you know who He is. Because Joshua pursued the presence of God, his view was informed by his awareness of the greatness of God rather than the physical evidence around him. We need to remain, abide, and linger in the presence of God so that we can be aware of His greatness to the degree that even the most overwhelming obstacle will look small in comparison. Church, in 2022, we need a faith that overwhelms the overwhelming. Amen, right? And I want to just add on to that a little bit. And as we were like studying and talking, and we've been praying about this. Like you said, this word's been kind of ruminating in our spirits about abiding in the presence of God. And we can do nothing, nothing good and worthwhile until we have spent time in the presence of God. And number two... We need vision to see what God is doing. In Isaiah 43, verse 19, it says, For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness, and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And I want to highlight that word, see, because I felt the Lord when we were like talking and studying. I'm like, he said, you know how Joshua and Caleb could see? They could see a different report than all the other ten. What was they had spent time with the Lord. And when we spend time with the Lord, we can see as he sees. And I know that our heart, as we 
plunge into another year. And sometimes this whole pandemic, it makes it feel like we're doing this again. Here we go, 2021, 2022. And there's not that same like skipping your step as you jump into a new year. Um, us, anyone, anyway. <laughs> and so, um, but what we desire personally for ourselves, but what we desire for our church family is that we would be a people that could see with the spiritual eyes, that we are so um, in tune with the Holy Spirit because we've been in the secret place abiding with him and we've been with the Lord, that we can see the new thing, even when it's really hard to see, but you need to get and you need to have a focus change. You need to see what, how the Lord sees. See, I am doing a new thing. Sometimes it says behold in different versions. And then NKJV, behold, look, see, look above. And that is what we're calling you up to, to church. We're calling ourselves to. Will you see things as the Lord sees them? You need to spend time with him so you can hear his voice. Get time in his word so that you know how he thinks and what he's doing. See, he is doing a new things. He is making rivers in dry wastelands. He is making pathways in your circumstances when you don't see it on this earthly level, in our human eyesight, in our human vision, we will not see it clearly. Spend time in the word, abide, and we are going to have clear, godly, holy, prophetic vision. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. Right? You never stop. You never stop working. God, give us eyes to see. Give us eyes to see and a heart to hear. Ears to hear and a heart to understand what you're doing, Lord. Amen. We need to be able to see. That's such a good word. We need vision to see what God is doing. Number three, our faith in 2022 must go deep so that our impact can go wide. We're going to loop it back around to this again. Our faith must go deep so that our impact can go wide. And how do we do that? How do we do that? One of the ways is through strengthening and reinforcing the foundation. Remember the scripture that we read earlier in, uh, in, Matt, in Luke was about this idea of a, of a builder who goes deep, creates a strong foundation deep underground. Well, I know a little bit about building, a little bit. Uh, that, you know, sometimes it is required of you. Apparently, the house that we live in right now is built in 1918. And apparently, uh, before we lived in it, the front part of the house was the original part, and they had not built a strong foundation under it. And so it started to sink down. And apparently, uh, you could actually see a crack in the wall that grew as it got up further up into the, the wall. And the back part was done properly in, in 1992, and it was done with permits. The front part was not. And so when, when the guys who bought it came in and, and renovated it, they had to go underneath and reinforce that foundation and build it back up and push it back into place. And now there is no, uh, there's no cracks and, and the foundation is straight because they went in and they reinforced it. So we need to reinforce our foundation. Now, let's pause, reflect, and look ahead. Just to remind you again, church, what is our foundation? Who are we? In 2022, what are we going to do? We are going to care for and bring people to Jesus. And that starts with us. First of all, we need to come to him. We need to encounter his presence. We need to be in his presence every day. We need to daily spend time with him. We need to, to push past maybe our feelings and our emotions into the reality of who God is. Amen? In 2022, we envision a thriving church that impacts all people. 
Amen? Amen. All right, in 2022, this is it. We value the Word of God. We build our lives on His Word. We value worship. We are a Holy Spirit-led church who lives to see God glorified in all things. In 2022, we value prayer. We are a house of prayer dependent on Jesus. In 2022, we value rest. We will operate out of a place of grace. In 2022, we value growth. We believe that healthy things grow. In 2022, we value family. We are a diverse, welcoming community. In 2022, we value honor. We value and cheer each other on. In, in 2022, we value being kingdom-minded. That means that we think outside of ourselves. We reinforce the foundation. We reinforce the foundation. Number four, growth happens as we take time to remember and adjust, to reflect. And this is where it gets a little practical. We have some things that we're going to kind of throw out at you and call you up to and challenge you with. But, you know, at the beginning of a new year, it's a great time. You can do this anytime. But to stop, push pause, and take time to reflect. To take time to think upon the goodness of God. To think upon what has been, and it's not all good, Right? There has been loss. There has been sickness. Maybe there's been a diagnosis. Maybe there's been a loss of a job in 2021. Maybe there's a loss of a loved one. There is many things that will be marked throughout this past year as you look back. But then if you have the eyes to see and ask the Holy Spirit to give you his eyes, as you look back, you will also see his hand, his treasures that he drops for you, his goodness and his mercy running after you. And in Psalm 77 verse 11, it says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. Isaiah 43 verse 18, do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old, but look ahead too. So it's double. You look behind, you look ahead. Revelation 2 5, remember therefore from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works. Remember, therefore, where you have fallen and repent and move forward. And so there's this call to take time as a church to pause and reflect and invite the Holy Spirit in as you do this. And we like to do this as a couple. We even do it with our kids. And they kind of like, well, and we're like, okay, what was good this year? What wasn't so good this year? And we talk, spend some time talking about it as a family with the kids. And we do it ourselves as well on a different level. And, um, and then we ask the Lord to come into it and say, okay, now, Lord, as we look ahead, what do you want? As we look forward, God, will you give us your vision? God, will you set our mind on things above so we can see things as you see them? Would you give us a vision for what you want for our family, for your marriage, for your work, for our church. This can, this is, there's many areas of our lives, all of us. What do you want from us, Lord? And you know, this pausing to remember, I think it's really important. I think for the first like in my 20s, and I would, and probably into my 30s too, I did a lot more of just like jumping in and like, oh, okay, this is 
what we want from the new year and I want this and Lord just help this and you know God what do you want and and a lot of looking ahead but what I've learned and I'm still learning is that there is so much growth that can happen in the slowing down to stop and look and reflect and remember and ask the Lord to show you what he was doing all through this past year before you jump into the new year it's really important and we were even doing that with we actually have a had like a we're going to probably this week have a time where we just sit down and we do start writing and journaling things out together and but lord what what are some things that you were teaching me last year did i learn it did we learn it did we do it and this is a call to personal this is really practical and we're going to leave you with three questions that we want to ask you to take with you in this week and we're in the first week of 2022 it's like a new slate and maybe some of you are like not really like contemplative reflective people and you're like hmm, like I just want to get going do my thing but there is a real real important growth thing that happens when you can take time to pause and ask the Lord to speak to you about this last year and then into this new year that we're stepping into and these are the questions. You can put them up on there. So write them down if you have a piece of paper or just snap them on your phone. And we want you to take some time. We're asking you, encouraging you to take some time this week, in your week, before it gets super busy and super crazy and all the things come in, but to ask yourself these things. Ask the Lord. Spend time with the Lord. Abide with him. Number one, how has God come through for you in the past year? How has God come through? What has he done for you this year? Name the gifts. And then what are some highs and lows from this past year? And this does not have to be super spiritual. You can, if you were able to take a camping trip in the summer that was amazing, or if you got to, I don't know, celebrate a birthday that was memorable. But you know what? And I really think there's power in these really like just, I don't know, tangible physical things that we do, something spiritual can happen in it too when we take time and just even name the gifts of, the practical gifts of this year. For us, I, when I look back on the year, like this is just an example, but when I look back on 2021, a big thing that stands out among many things, there was many big things in this year, but I look back and I'm just so grateful for the provision of a home. There was months it was really hard in our circumstance. And for other people, it wouldn't look like a big deal. But for us, for me, it was so hard. And every day since we've moved in, I am so grateful. And when I look back, I'm like, thank you. Thank you. That is God's goodness running after our family. And I see it every day. I see it in faces, right? So write that down. I see it. I see his goodness. And you know what? Some of us, because this has been a hard year and the pandemic is tiring and all you all have circumstances, it's really hard to have the clear vision. But I challenge you, if you start marking the highs, and then you can also mark the lows too. And you can ask the Lord, what, what was this about? What was the reason in this? He may tell you straight out. It may take a little bit of time to wrestle it out. But mark the highs. Write them down. Look at them. Remember. Mark the lows. And maybe it was a low and maybe you're already coming out of it. And so you can see the, the reason or the, the maybe you've learned something already from it. Maybe not. Mark it down. 
Number three, what are some areas in your faith, in your relationship with God, that you would like to see growth in? This is that one of forward thinking. And ask the Lord, too, what, what do you want from me? Now, we're really doing like an inward look here, church. But we believe that as we go deep, as you go deep, as we go deep in our relationships with the Lord, when we learn to abide and to be in his presence and to ask these questions, as we, there's a depth and a richness that is growing in our souls. And then, then the wide reach, right? Then we can be, now we can be poured out always. I'm not saying you have to reach a certain point. But as we take time to look at these things and to grow, we can be, there's an overflow that can come out to others. What are some areas in your relationship with God where you would like to see growth? Maybe it's a, a simple practice, but a very hard one to keep, of just waking up early and getting in the Word before you get onto your phone. It's this practical that. And you know what? You may need accountability with this. So that's where the, the community and where the family of God comes in. Because sometimes you just need to be like, hey, can you hold me accountable? I remember a time a few years back, and it was in a new year. And I believe that we were sitting in a message where a question was brought out like this. Kind of like, what was one area that you'd really like to be, just really push yourself in in your relationship with the Lord? And I had a friend, and she, and she was a single mom and like with like a newborn baby. So like life was not easy. And she really wanted to get up before she got her baby and ready and got off to work to be able to, like, spend five minutes with the Lord. And she said, would you text me? Because I will sleep every day. I will sleep and I will sleep and I will sleep. And I'm like, yeah. Because I'm an early person, early morning person, and I like the morning. And so she knew that. And uh, I kind of, that, that time with the Lord is, like, more important to me than sleep, actually. So I've, I'm actually up in the morning early. And I would, I would text her at, like, 5 girl she was probably like but she asked me to because she had to get out early and we did that I would say for about nine to ten months of that year every single day and she'd be like I'm up I'm up and you know what a couple times she would like text later she's like oh, I went back to sleep I went back to sleep it doesn't matter but you know what it did it was iron sharpening iron too because I had to make sure that I was up so that I would text her and, uh, and even, like, even went through summer, like when I was like on vacation or if I was like camping or something, and I was like, oh, wake her up. And it would have been such a significant moment. She was creating habits. I was creating habits, right? Iron sharpens iron. So we need each other. That was my point of that story. We need one another in this too. Grab a friend. Grab your spouse. Say, hold me accountable to this. What is one area? Maybe it's being bolder to talk to your to your uh, friends at work, you know, to be a little bit more present to them and their needs because that's where God has placed you. It's, there's so many things. Think about it. Take this week to think about it. And then this is a really big part that we want to, like, come into right now, too, in this time. And we told you it would look a little different, right? It's not like a normal sermon, but we really felt like God had given us these nuggets and these scriptures and we actually want to take the next five, ten minutes here this morning, January 2nd. And we're going to be partaking in communion in like ten minutes or so. And so it's really beautiful how this all can just flow together. But we want to take a few moments to actually do that right here. And in Psalm 51, 
verse 10. It says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Create newness in me. Renew, refresh, restore things that are dry. Come, Holy Spirit. And that is our prayer for you online. Just take a moment. Cut the distraction for a second. We're going to do it here, but this cry that, Lord, we want to be people that know how to abide in the presence of God. We want to be a people that it is our living. It's in our living. It's in our routine. It's in our rhythms that we abide in the presence of God. We need him. We need him. We need him before we jump into this new year. We need his vision. We need his words running through our head. We need him when that bad news might strike this this year sometime. We need him when something might happen. We need him when you get that diagnosis. We need the Holy Spirit. We need his word. We need his spirit so alive in our souls so that we will be able to say yet, him. I will praise him. I will praise him. So we want to take these next few moments and ask the Lord to create in us a clean heart, renew our steadfast spirit in me. Do not cast me away from your presence, verse 11 says. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Would you restore to us, Lord, the joy of your salvation? And uphold me by your generous spirit. And then, verse 13, then I will teach transgressors your sorry, I'm saying it. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. There is that deep, then wide. He's calling us church to go deep because he's got a really big plan for us to go wide in all areas, in our personal lives, as a church. Give me your vision. Give me your eyesight. We want to be Joshua and Caleb's in this generation, in this year 2022. Joshua and Caleb's that can see what other people do not see because we've been with God and he walks with us and we walk with him and we're side by side with him. That's my cry. That's our heart's cry. church that walks daily and abides and then we're going to go out and I see it, I can see it I can see God's people marching forward I can see the warriors that Tracy was talking about. I can see that. That's a training. That's like such a good word that she had. That's what this is about. When you abide, you're training. When you're getting into the word, you're training. When you're spending time in prayer and talking to the Lord, you're training. Because there is a mission. And we're on. People of God, we're on. The world needs the church to rise up more than ever before. Your workplace, your families, your extended families, they need your voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So online in here, in this place, we're going to 
sing, nothing else. Your words are up on here. You can sing. You can be silent. You can kneel. You can stand. You can sit. But we're going to take the time, the next five minutes, to pause. And then we're going to call you to continue that this week at home, to take the time. If you meet with God in nature, go take a walk in this beautiful snowy wonderland that we're in right now and talk to God about these three questions. If you are more of a like curl up by the fire with your journal person, do it. Make the time. We encourage you. Before we go just diving into this new year, pause. Look back and remember. Mark it. Mark the year. And then ask the Lord what's ahead. just wanna sit here at your feet caught up in this holy moment I never wanna leave I'm not here for blessings it's Jesus you don't owe Nothing else will do. 
be a people who abide in the secret place. May we be a people that know where our strength comes from. May we be a people that know where our hope comes from. God, may we be a church, a light, a light, light in the city, a light in the community along with all the other churches. to the communion table and I think it's just this beautiful overflow 